right. Welcome, everybody. This is episode 75 of Hot Take from the Kitchen. Five, five, 75. Yeah. Gotta do the arm dancing, too. Oh, man. I leave the arm dancing to two other people. <laughs> Actually, three. Yes. The one league accosted me, if we're being honest. So. All right. All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram. Just search Hot Take from the Kitchen. And our email address is hottakefromthekitchen at gmail.com. It is H-O-T-T-A-K-E-F-R-O-M-T-H-E-K-I-T-C-H-E-N at gmail.com. And we have no new emails. I don't know if anybody messages us. No, no, I think, but in the public's defense, I haven't really made any posts to necessarily engage them, which I could have done better on. I'm going to make a promise to the, to the pod. If I can get through this stinking bond stuff, that's taking way too much of my time. Two more weeks. Two more weeks. I will do better. <clears throat> it's fine. So I could probably do something too, but I'm less as savvy as you are. So. All right. I guess we'll move on to Sunrise Side Speakers. We have picked our recipient of this year's proceeds, and we are happy to have at the director, I guess you can call it, of this organization. Chief Wahoo. Chief Wahoo. I like that. <laughs> sort of an Indian thing, but we'll, we'll stick with director. We're taking a big sip for it. I like a little drama. And I guess we will announce it now. Well, hang on. All right, I'll hang on. I like I like drawing it out for a second for you. Right. So we know that you like to focus on kids. Yes, it's all about the kids. It's all about the kids, and that's what you like to do. Right. So year one, who did you get to? We gave to Feeding Kids Ministry, which was a really good cause. I just did a video for them. Yes. And then the next year, you did. We did it for the Alpena Boys and Girls Club. Another fantastic organization. Yes. <clears throat> Last year, it was the Alpena Plaza Pool. Another great one because we want kids to not drown. Yes, we give them a lot of swims. Yep, super important since so much of our community has water in it. Yes, and then so this is year four. Hard to believe. How do you feel about having done this for four years? It's kind of surreal. It really is, isn't it? Yeah. To the point where I was just thinking about it. Like, just I mean, you kick this around. I mean, it doesn't help that we've been friends forever, so things tend to blend into each other. Yeah, but. And I remember when you were like, I'm thinking about 25K. And I was like, yeah, go for it, whatever. And now to know that you're on year four. Yeah, I just put it on Facebook one day. Who would want to help put together a race? Mm-hmm. Just gone from there. Have you figured out how much money you've raised totally so far? <clears throat> um, it's, I think, over $6,000. That's really cool. Yeah. You should be super proud of that. Because it's close to 6000 because it's 23 the first two years. So. All right. So I was just trying to build it up. So another great organization. So we know that you want to keep focusing on the youth of our community. Yes. All right. So now, go ahead. And this year's recipient will be Nimiglisi, Northeast Michigan Great Lakes Stewardship Initiative. And so tonight we have Meg Schwartz on. Hello, gentlemen. So welcome. Welcome. Thank you very been much. Keeping this hidden for a while. <laughs> I told some people, but it's mostly family. So. We'll have to edit in like a little drum roll or something. We could do that. Yeah. Um, 
Well, interesting. What did your mom think? She wasn't really sure what the Nicholas he did to begin with. That's super fair. Yeah. And yeah. I think a whole lot of people do. And I, I could think, and we're going to talk about this more later, but if I could figure out two things from this race, two goals, one is to raise them a lot of money, but two is to educate what, to make it more of a, people more know what's going on with that. Because I think some people just don't know, like your yeah. mom's a great example of that. Yeah, we've flown a little under the radar for the last 12 plus years or so. And that's so, even crazy yeah. that they've been here that long. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. I didn't so, even know about it until you took over. So. Yeah. Now I'm beating the beating the path, trying to educate everybody and showcase the really cool projects that we have going on. So, yeah. We're happy to do it. So. Yay. Yeah, thank you. <clears throat> so we'll deep dive more into that stuff later. Sure thing. But we wanted to do a <clears throat> fun way of introducing Meg. Yeah. And we've teased the past couple of weeks this moment. My so. coworkers are going to get a kick out of that you call me Chief Yahoo. Ooh, I like My that. My actual position title is Network Coordinator because we operate as a network, but oh, just being technical. So there. you coordinate the network? <laughs> I do. Sure do. That sounds very, um, I don't know what the word is. I don't know. We Official. Well, but yeah, so I lots of hats. It's a nonprofit, so you know you're doing something huh. different every day. <laughs> I, it's weird. So like I, we Brad and I both have had a lot of interaction with nonprofits. Yeah. But have yet to really ever work for a nonprofit. So I know what you mean only because all our friends work for nonprofit and they seem to do everything. Mm-hmm. Whereas Brad just essentially in the end of the day just punishes the computer and I just sell cars. <laughs> so really, when you get that down to brass tacks, <laughs> that's what we do. I mean, we run a nonprofit, but we don't really do a whole lot day to day with it. Yeah, I mean, the streakers is enough. All right, we're going to redo our hot takes since the first segment was cut off after six minutes. And so, the first hot take is National Twin Peaks Day is today. And I've never seen the show or the movies. Meg. Meg. Nope. Have not. And the main reason I picked this was to emphasize the generational gap that exists in my relationship that mirrors your relationship. It's true. Yeah. Rick has seen so many movies. And I think part of that was because he was stuck on a boat for a long time. Yes. So he watched lots of movies. and I was stuck in posing. So it kind of mirrors the very much the same thing. Yep. Yeah. He was surrounded by water, I was surrounded by cows. So I mean potatoes. Potatoes. Cows. Yeah. Hey, Bradley just chose to watch something else. No, no, we've got no Bradley watched movies too. Mm-hmm. There's I mean, look, you know, you've been you can see him right from here. Yeah. So let's talk about that really quick. Yeah. What are you gonna do with all your DVDs? Mm-hmm. I don't know what to do with mine. I wanna get rid of them. So that'll be right player. But I don't my problem is is Allison's like, we should just sell them one at a time. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do that. I want to sell the whole collection. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll pull out one of the ones I want. So I'll pull about 50. Because I have just as many as Brad does. Yeah. I'll pull like 50 out. And then I'll take the other 200. And I'll just say, make an offer. Like, $500, you can have all of them. Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know what it is. Sure. But, I mean, a dollar at a DVD seems too cheap. 
but ten dollars DVD is like two dollars. Yeah, yeah, seems like too much. So I mean, I don't want to get rich off it, but I do want to get rid of all these DVDs because I just feel like they're just taking space and I'm not watching them. You can stream it now, or yeah. yeah. And the and the yeah. ones that I will keep are the ones that I can never stream anyways, like pool all junkies. And just movies like that, which I know you're never gonna find. I have to rent a movie, why would I want to rent it if I want it? Good point. It's true. Alright. All right. We were going to move on. And the second hot take topic is Fury and Wilder boxing match Saturday night with Tyson Fury winning in the seventh round by TKO, making Wilder's ear bleed and licking blood off his neck. Which is Disgusting. Weird. was my favorite part. I said that last time. When I'm it takes that. a certain kind of crazy to be a boxer. So. Right. 100%. And that just oh, yeah. further, like, you have to mentally prepare yourself so much that that doesn't even surprise me. I can totally get why he did that, because that's the only way I would be able to do that profession, too. Be absolutely shitballs crazy. Yeah. Well, can you imagine, like, the endorphin rush? Like, once yeah. you've actually knocked somebody out, too, like, you're going to do anything. Yeah. Like, yeah. you hear. But as we said earlier, his eardrum bleeding probably most likely led all of that imbalance. Yeah. yeah. Equilibrium was off. But I didn't say this before, but Wilder whooped his ass, dude. Yeah. You didn't watch it? No. Oh. Well, you'll get to see it again in a few weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hey! Well, she meant more. Maybe for my birthday. That'd be amazing. My birthday always has a good boxing match on it. It's usually a Mexican. It usually is middleweight. You're very right. Or like Federer or whatever. Anyways, um, I, uh, he just whooped his ass. And I'm just so amazed by it. Like, I just did not think he would manhandle him like that. He's so gumpy and so awkward. And he was just like moving so good for his big, I mean, six foot nine. Yeah. He's a big boy. Wow. And I just can't believe it. And he's just so like giant and white. And fat. He's a really yeah, kind of, yeah, kind of chunky. <laughs> and, you know, and Wilder is just like, what you figure a boxing heavyweight champ would be just cut and just mean and just like but he just what i've never seen before is when they tie each other up so you know how when they then then they tie each other up and they normally like lock arms or they'll like hug every time they um while or lock them up he put them in a bulldog like he was going to ddt him like every time, and then he would just lay down on the back of his neck. So they would just like, and you could just tell that was like, maybe that Matt Mashinsky landed on it hey. every time, you know, you're just wearing on him. Tyson Fury's got an interesting story because he was suicidal a couple years ago. Yeah. So, so good for him. Yeah. All right, we will move on. And I'll take topic three is Harvey Weinstein was found guilty of two counts today. So he will be spending some time in prison. Thank goodness. So, well deserved. Yes. Yeah. He deserves everything that comes.
those two now. And the brave women that spoke out against him and started the whole Me Too movement, you know, credit goes to them for taking that step forward and, you know, opening the door for many other women who have been assaulted to raise their voices too. He was only charged with two counts, but he charged with more. He was He's found guilty with two for two. Yeah, yeah. but charged, charged with like five, I yeah. think. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. All right. Next topic is Michigan basketball is on a five-game winning streak and won seven of the last eight, and are one game back of first place in the Big Ten. How are you feeling, Brad? I'm feeling good. They usually peak around this time. So. And they are now number 19 in the AP poll. Ooh, something we forgot to talk about. What is it? John Beeline. Yes. So we talked about him before. Yeah. He's now out as a cast coach. Like, literally, we called it. We didn't mean to call it. No. But we called it. How would you feel about Beeline? Oh, we did talk about this because I said he was going to go to Texas. Yeah. Last year, last week. Oh, well, but you didn't say he was going to get fired. I just said he should go to Texas. Or no, he was fired, but he should go to Texas. Some of that. Some of that, but. If he wasn't fired yet, they were just talking about it. Yeah. Because it was right after the All-Star break. And then uh, that next day on Twitter, I found a video of the Texas basketball game with the stadium empty. And we were chuckling about it. Like, what a weird point that was. Texas is weird. Your fan has a pleasing they're much like Michigan football fans. But I like that with football and basketball. Yeah. So I, what do you think Michigan's going to do? Give me your – are they going to win the Big Ten regular season championship? If they went out, yeah. If they went out, they win it, right? Yeah. Isn't that how it's figured out? Yeah. And then my next question is, do they win the Big Ten tournament? I'm going to say no. Okay. And how do you think they do in another? Do they make the big dance? Oh, yeah. yeah. And how do, do they do? I think they have an Elite Eight run in them. Ooh. Maybe Final Four. Man, I'd take an Elite Eight run with, play out. with a John Howard's first year. Yeah. Right now, I saw on ESPN there are five seed out west and then. The four seed is Oregon, so they could get revenge on Oregon, which would be nice. But I think that's also in the Gonzaga's bracket, so it'll be tough. But I think Elite Eight or Final Four could be in the cards. So here's my problem with Gonzaga and San Diego State and all those schools. They play such shitty schedules that I have lots of faith in them when they're ranked in the 15s and then they're a lower seed. But the minute they get up high, I just don't have any faith in them. I just don't because they get to the they get to the tournament and instead of being the hunter or they're the hunted, and it's just a different mind frame. And I think Coach Few and all these other schools out there, they do a really good job of being the underdog and psyching themselves up for it. But it just takes a different mentality when you're the hunted it. And then I just don't think. Not their fault that their conferences suck. Well, it's true. They play with who they can. Yeah. And that's why Gonzaga went to battle for Atlantis and which was Michigan. Yeah, but that was a really good. Yeah, 
I mean, they need to do that more. BYU is ranked in the conference. All right. So, great. Well, I'll, I'll never mind. I'll see this when Michigan's done. No, never mind. I'll just wait until the end of the season. All right. We'll skip all the upsets. We don't need to talk about that. Uh, I guess England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland all banned headers in youth soccer for kids under 12. And then from 12 to 16, it is limited use of headers. Good for them. So, yes. Cut down on the head injuries and concussions and all that. Yeah. Give the kids a future. Brains are still growing when they're young. This seems like so basic. Well, you were saying that you're supposed to take a header, like watch it come in, mm-hmm. right? Like you're supposed to hit along the hairline just mm-hmm. above the forehead. As long as you Maybe. watch it, yeah. you're going to be all right. The problem is, is what Brad just said. You're trying to try to go in and you're just trying to whip your <laughs> header. I washed it and it hit me in the head. Well, it's hard because as it's coming toward you, you initially want to move your head. You know, you want to kind of do that, but you got to kind of watch it. Uh, you got to time it right, or going to get spanked in the face. Yeah, I kidding. have terrible luck with getting hit in the face with, Perhaps. in sport. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the balls, in all the ball sports. Like, I got volleyball, dodgeball, softball. Oh, yeah. Yes. So watch the ball and hit the damn head. I am the ball. I am the ball. I am the ball. And a stone reference. Yes. Which I didn't make this time, but it's fine. Nick is going to be making headers all day. Oh, yeah, 100%. His head's big enough, so. All right. Enough making fun of the four year old. (laughs) Kobe's public memorial was today in LA. It was had its sad moments. Made Michael Jordan cry for so he can have another. Crying Jordan meme for umpteen years. There's funny things. Like Jordan making fun of the Crying Jordan meme. And Shaq telling the story of how he went to Kobe one time because his teammates were mad that he was passing the ball. And Shaq's like, all right, I got this. And he's like, Kobe, there's no I in team. But Kobe's like, there's an M.E. in that motherfucker. (laughs) That was funny. (laughs) And knowing Kobe, yeah. I don't yeah. know him personally, but just knowing him from watching him, it fits him for that. So. I always said, but there is isn't winning. There's no I in team, but there is in winning. That's not the right thing to say. I'm just letting you know, though. It was my combat. Anytime anyone ever said that to me. So, anyways. I guess Kobe's wife had some really nice words and saying that. Gianna and Kobe were made for each other on Earth, so it was nice of God to take them together. Right. Yeah. Hold it together. I can tell. Hold it together. (laughs) You can make it. I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. All right. (laughs) I don't want to talk about school bond. I got it out earlier, and that makes me happy that I got it out. I just, my whole point, what it comes down to, to give you the Cliff Cliff Notes version of my five-minute rant before it was people have to come on comments people have to just come on and vote yes yeah the the the, it just seems like people whether brad's right they've already made up their mind and they don't care about that stuff which i hope that's what it is but 
I just don't think that's good. That's, um, that's what scares it's me. It's important. People need to vote. Yes. Yep. Friday, I went with Cynthia to the basketball game to hand out the flyers, and mm -hmm. we were asking Katie, you know, about the school bond and all this, and everybody was like, yeah, whatever. Mm. So, well, if they're that. at a school function, they probably know. But it's like, I feel like maybe the retirees who, like, watch only WBKB and mm -hmm. <clears throat> the LP News, which I'm sure APS has done a great job of, you know, getting in all the news outlets. Yeah. You're going to see it a lot over the next two weeks. I can tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Radio, TV, they're going to do a long four-day expose on it, and then there might be a, I don't know. I don't know what to talk about it because I don't know if it's happening. Right. And then I'll have a video I'm going to do. Perfect. Happy to support you. Happy, Happy to support our schools. Yes. That is one thing I am excited about. Yeah. It's just, look, 66% of the old people showed up last time. I don't know how they voted, but you can guess how they voted. Well, if they got shot down, I mean, we know how they voted, right. right? So we know that two-thirds of the senior population showed up. One in five parents came to the polls. Yeah. I think it's showing them that. Have to. I mean, it's their kids' futures. I just don't understand it. So, yep. enough. I'm done. You want me to do my brain thing or no? No. Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Meg? Steve? Why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Like my job or like who no, I am? No, let's start at the beginning. Are you, did well, you grow up in 1989, yes. I was born. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, so uh, born and raised in Alpena, Osnique area. Um, went to Sanborn Elementary, Alpena High School. Um, went away for a few years to college and graduate school um, and then felt a calling to come back home and have really enjoyed the young professional atmosphere here in Alpena for sure. Um, it's kind of up and coming. And it's kind of it. cool. It's pretty awesome. Actually. It's just awkward yeah. for me because I think people want me into that and I really don't feel like I'm that. I've, I'm this weird, I would consider myself it's a bridge. Well, that ends the bridge thing, right? Because like, you're right, it's the people I hang out with, but I have such a decent relationship with some of the older people in town. So I yeah. feel like I am like a kind of You're a like bridge. in the middle, yeah. Yeah, like a bridger. Is right. that weird? Right. Anyways. Um yeah. where did you go to school? College. I went to Alma College. Oh, okay. So You're a Scott. I am a Scott, yeah. Yeah. Go Scots. The best. In Scotland, I've been I was in Scotland a few years ago, probably like five years ago now, in beautiful country. If you've never been there, you should go. Um, and then I went to Indiana University for graduate school. Go Hoosiers. So Southern Indiana. See you guys shaking your heads and giving me dirty looks. My... It's fine. Rick is not a fan of Indiana either. No, it's he's fine. less than I am. It's a beautiful state. I got a great education in environmental science. So, um, really taught me a lot about natural resources and how to protect them. I mean, uh, you can't be mad about that. No. No. And the campus is nice. I mean, it's 
you know, you have your alliances to certain schools and stuff, but, but it's they're all cool. pretty cool. And yeah. There's a lot of great things, you know, happening in Bloomington. And... Any major D1 college is impressive. Yeah. Like when you go somewhere yeah. like that, it's just, I mean, I don't even like Michigan State. And you go to Michigan State and it's like, it's a city. Yeah. It's they're, great. They're just these little self-contained cities. Yeah. Like, they're just, they're not. Food, culture, music usually, yeah. you know, they got a lot of young people in them. So yeah. there's always something. And there's always, like, yeah. and I always love the blend of cultures. You're right. That's yeah. probably the coolest thing about college. Mm -hmm. And you even had that at your school. Yeah, it's quite a shit ton since I left. Yeah. Yeah. It's impressive. Yes. And your school is? Saginaw Valley. Go Cards. Okay. I just wanted to get that. Um, even when I was there, there was a blend of culture. There's a lot of foreign students that went to Saginaw Valley. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So it's nice. Enjoy Very it. Awesome. So what brought you back to Alpena? I had uh, a job offer at the biorefinery. Okay. Um, working in the lab there, and I cultivated a genetically modified yeast, which is like super sciencey and nerdy. But what they do there is make ethanol out of the wood pulp waste stream from DPI. So they use the wood sugars from that, the wash that they do on the wood, and turn it into ethanol, which is really cool. And just like that's a waste product, essentially, that wood sugar. That needs to be treated and sent out to the lake. So why not divert it and create something useful out of it? I worked, I sold a guy a truck that you probably worked with. I can't think of his name because he, he's from Bay City. Mm, Bay City, I don't know. Came here, spent only one year here, bought two vehicles from me. And that's what he was. He did all bio stuff for oh, DPI. Wow. Okay. And then he left. And then, then he yeah. went, went somewhere else and did whatever else he did. Well, I wasn't there from like the beginning to the end. So if he was only there for a couple of years, we may have passed each other. Could have been. Yeah. So then from there, you went, you somehow landed where you're at now? Yeah. There was a little bit of time in between um, spent at Bay Athletic Club. Um, the biorefinery shut down because ethanol is a volatile market. The plant is kind of set up to be manipulated in its engineering. It's not like a production facility where it's cranking out a bunch of ethanol and making lots of money. It's like a, an experimental facility, but, um, landed at Bay athletic club as kind of an intermediate job, learned a lot there about organizing and communicating and how to, teach, how to teach yoga. Yeah. I mean, that was a perk too. So yeah, a team atmosphere for sure. And then landed the job I'm at now. Yeah. So network coordinator for the Northeast Michigan Great Lakes stewardship initiative. Um, when did you start there? About how long have you been there? Uh, 2018. Okay, wow. Yep. So for a while, it doesn't sound like very long, but yeah, almost going going on two years now. It's crazy to think yeah. that's 2020. I sell mm -hmm. a car, and somebody will be like, "Well, it's a 2017." I'm like, "Well, believe it or not, that's almost four years old." In the right. car world. So we got the 2021s coming in here soon, and then they're yeah. like, "I'm like, I don't." Especially, you can buy a 2017 and 2016, so it's like... Yeah, it's just, like, so crazy. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> what does Nemigli CD do? So, we're a network. So, we're a little hard to describe, but we're a network of education and community partners. So, that's, like, educators, natural resource partners, like the Fish and Wildlife Service, the DNR, the National Marine Sanctuary... And we have a common mission of place-based or community-based education. So that essentially means getting students out of the classroom into a set of waders or a pair of gloves, getting their feet wet, their hands dirty, um, and interacting with 
the natural resources that make Michigan such a great place to live and grow up. What is the grade level or age demographic you teach? Is that like K through 12? K through 12. Yeah, wow. yeah. We, there is one preschool class that we work with, but K through 12 is our primary wow. age group. I would say that we tend to more focus on probably like third grade through 10th grade if we were to, you know, do like a bell curve or something like that of mm -hmm. the grade levels that we work with the most. But, um, yeah, kind of all over the board. So, and it, it's not necessarily, it sounds like it, we only work with science teachers, but we work with, you know, English teachers, um, social studies. Well, let's use today as an example. What did you do today? So today, um, I went with one of our network partners, Art in the Loft, out to Sanborn Elementary. And we worked with the third and fifth grade students to hear well, really see their ideas about why water is important. So they are working with Art in the Loft to come up with different projects or different pieces of art that are related to water. So using art as a mechanism to share why water is important to them. Um, they started in the fall with a field visit actually out in the Devil's River right behind their school and wow. got to go dip for macro vertebrae out there and the salmon were actually running when they were Aww. in the river. Yeah, it was so awesome. It was like the perfect field day. Um, but they learned about sea lamprey and did some nature journaling and just got to, you know, hang out in their own schoolyard and learn how to protect that really awesome natural resource that flows right behind their school. There is a problem we have in our community that is probably very unique to your job. And that is we take so much of our community for granted. Yeah. Like those kids don't understand that if you travel three hours South, they're in a concrete jungle and there's nothing even close to like that experience. Right. A river looks a lot different when you're in like the Saginaw Bay region. Um, you know, the Detroit area, oftentimes they are, the substrate is concrete, you know, yeah. and all these, the water is draining from parking lots and roof decks and um, to have, you know, trout, you know, streams where sturgeon are laying their eggs in, which those are like the coolest fish ever. Mm -hmm. um, but to just have like these really unique spaces for wildlife, both animals and plants to, to live is really a treasure. Yeah. And I think, Our, our, the way we take our community for granted or our natural resources here, I think it's part of what, I think if people appreciated it more and really truly valued it, because we just simply take it for granted in our community, I think there would be more done to support it. They were taking mm -hmm. so much more seriously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think Alpena is embracing like the more outdoor recreation vibe mm -hmm. that is happening in the rest of the state, particularly the upper peninsula and the west side of the state. Um, we chose like industry over here. And mm -hmm. so kind of reversing that or, you know, helping to mitigate the effects of the industry that happened over here is a good place to start. Yeah. Sure. It stinks that we have so much limestone. Like it's a blessing that occurs. I mean, yeah, like, I mean it's great. Yeah, there's awesome fossils. <laughs> I mean, it's so cool to go out to Rockport and see like coral from, I don't know, I'm not a geologist. Yeah. However many like millennia ago, you know. Yeah, that's awesome. And the the upside, of course, is that it, 
that line still brought a lot of industry to our area. It did, yeah. But, of course, the downside mm-hmm. is, of course, some of that industry is not always good for the environment. Yeah, well, the original industry was the trees, right? Right. So, yeah, protecting them. And, I mean, not all forestry is bad, of course. Like, right. trees are a renewable resource. It just has to be done in a smart way. Right. And I think we saw that with uh, Chippewa a while back. Yeah, it- yeah, selective cutting. Yeah, selective cutting is certainly the way to go. Trees are like humans in the way that they grow. You know, after a certain point, they start to grow less and less and absorb less and less carbon. So it makes sense to cut them down. I wish I would have known now what I knew then is that Bruce had a section of his camp cleared out. And this was 2013. Mm-hmm. Had somebody come in and just wiped it. Oh, okay. Like clear cut? Clear cut. Yeah. Yeah. But he did it to save it. Like... And now, yeah. if, you, if you were to go by there right now, you would have no idea whatsoever yeah. that he clear cut it. Well, there's something to be said about young forests, too. I mean, they're good for, like, game birds and other little, you know, different types of hunting. And yeah. it just depends. But And to hear how people <clears throat> were. And I understand it wasn't just Chippewa, but there was trails being talked about being destroyed and or moved around and everything. But mm-hmm. there is a value to Cutting it, you know, like, you know, proper forest management. Certainly. Yeah, certainly. Yeah. And I mean, foresters are part of our network too. So the conservation districts, we have district foresters that are part of our network that share that knowledge with the students because they're like experts. And those are really cool jobs that students can see too. You know, if there's been kind of a drain of youth from this area, the kids are raised here and then they go down to college, but what draws them back to Northeast Michigan. Mm-hmm. The, that career exposure is key, you know, seeing that they can have a really cool science job or industry job, even like Lafarge, you know, having that exposure is really important. Um, yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. There's something I was going to ask you a question about. So are you based in Alpena? Uh, I am like okay. me personally. Um, but we have our our cover our zone of that we work in is nine counties. Oh, so wow. Sheboygan, over to Otsego, um, down to Aranac County. So we're kind of like that whole index and middle finger, you know, top of the top of the mid area all the way over to Gaylord and above. So that's very have, go ahead. Oh, I mean, we just have, we have partners in all of those counties too. So, so it's almost like the community foundation almost where you kind of have. Yeah. I think we overlap pretty closely with the community foundations okay. coverage area. Yeah. I know that they have like different community foundations in different counties, but Northeast Michigan and our one here tends to span a little bit bigger than the rest of them. Mm-hmm. For some reason. Yeah. So, well, we don't have a lot of people here, right? So yeah. it's like <laughs> all those counties get grouped together. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. True. Um, the community foundation is our fiscal agent, so we house all of our monies there. And um, Patrick Harity is amazing in that he is a great advocate for Nanico City, and um, we get to write lots of grants together and do reporting and all that good stuff. So, um, it's I guess since we're kind of in that area, how yeah. is our you guys are funded by a lot of fundraising, correct? And grant writing, yeah. So, our first 10 years, so we've been around, yeah been around for over a dozen years now. Um, Our first 10 years were funded by the Great Lakes Fishery Trust, which we're super thankful that they laid the foundation for building 
a culture of place-based education here in the community. And um, that funding is has sunset by design um, at the end of 2019. And so we're in full fundraising mode now <laughs> in that um, we're really, we've brought a lot of external resources to the area and we're really now looking for a community investment in our students, in our teachers, um, and in our partners too. Well, I think it's, it's very fair to say that you have brought a lot to the community. I don't think it's unfair to ask the community to invest in all that you guys have invested in. Yeah. Um, and in addition to the Great Lakes Fishery Trust, we try to bring in some bigger federal dollars. Um, the, we just secured a grant from NOAA, their um, Bay Watershed Education and Training Grant. So that's a, an 18-month cycle. And so we'll be rolling out some more terrestrial kind of education and making that land-water connection with students. So that's yeah. what's up next for 2020-2021. Like E.T.? Extra uh because <laughs> Brad's not like, extra. Brad loves ET, so he is like super in. Yeah, terrestrial. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's you know that's a slice of the pie is that um, the Noah Grant, and we're looking to you know we did a a little push at the end of 2019, <clears throat> just really introducing the idea of we're in fundraising mode now. Mm -hmm. We're relying on individual donors, um, service clubs. We're open to corporate sponsorships as well. Um, well, that... those, yeah, those funds. So the funds, how we spend our money um, mm -hmm. goes towards teacher professional development, getting students to their field visit, their field sites, you know, transportation. Um, it goes towards supplies, waders, mm -hmm. nets, you know, all the fun gear that you need when you're out doing a project. And for those that may not recognize it, though, when you do the Great Lakes Festival on the 4th of July, you yeah. guys always have a booth right there by the NOAA. We sure do. You can come see me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think people have probably all have probably come to your booth and seen your booth, but they probably yeah. just don't realize what, that they're at the Namigalisi booth. Right, right. Yeah. Um, my office is at the National Marine Sanctuary, and so they're an amazing partner and it's a great place to bring students but we do um they're part of our network but we're separate from the national marine sanctuary so we hold our own nonprofit designation and we have a host, whole host of other partners that we work with to to foster this community education yeah i have a personal airhead question sure that i have saved this entire time for you once i know you're coming on all right so I have always seen people collect beach glass. Is that, am I using the correct term? Yeah, I think so. Like, it's like, now is that actual glass? I think it is, from what I understand, yeah. Okay, That's now, been kind of ground down and... Yeah, yeah, it's not dangerous per se, like it doesn't look like you're going to cut yourself on. But like, I'll see right. people like pick it up and they're like, oh my gosh, we have the pretty beach glass. No, yeah. is that like just... Now, I didn't know if that was nature-made glass or if it was like polluted glass yeah i might have to well you can to, find yeah, that yeah, out for me so that's something i have always been too ashamed of that so. yeah but i think it is actual glass like it's just kind of worn down it's worn down yeah 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 throughout the years which would make sense that sand is abrasive yeah that all the sharp edges is good so well that's fair enough and i appreciate that you not laughing at me and i know you'll give me the answer no and in fact we could use that as a trivia question 
And you can give me an answer. We'll answer it next week. That might be like the least uh, dangerous thing in the Great Lakes. Yeah. If we're oh, talking like, yeah. I mean, obviously, we don't want to put more glass in the Great Lakes, but it would turn into sand again or beach glass, yeah. you know, after years and years, rather than some of the other stuff. Oh, that's so bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to kind of go into why we chose an Emiglisi, and then, then how it all comes together right here, right now. Sounds great. So, with you both here, we get to talk about this now. Uh-huh. So, with you being, or with Nemiglisi being one of the main race sponsors, I thought we would kind of share some of our ideas we have, ideas we have with how we want to <clears throat> raise funds. And then, of course, um, one of the main thoughts that I just asked Meg about is that, so for anyone, why don't you tell it? You tell it so much better than I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Great Lakes Fishery Trust, who funded our first 10 years, has done an amazing offer for 2020. So um, they are matching all new donations up to $20,000 for any donations that we bring in. Um, so we've got, you know, we got some work to do. We got to bring in these donations. Um, but for every dollar that any donor gives, it's going to be matched up to $20,000, which is incredible. For so that means, Bradley, yeah. for every dollar we raise, it gets to double. Yes. Exactly. As long as it's a new donor. Well, right. And most, I feel like the streaker crowd, you know, a yeah. lot of them would be new to. But to it all our donor goes base. under the side right side streakers, technically, right? So if they do yeah, make, I mean, <clears throat> we can probably lump them in as just like a corporate or like a race sponsor. So that's what I was race. figuring is. So anyone yeah. that joins, you you could already sponsor now, Lacey. But if you jump on as a race sponsor, since we're going to do this, yeah, personally. and we haven't had any yeah. sort of yeah. right. Yes, Bradley's. Well, you yeah. both are. Yeah. Yes, great donors. Um, but we haven't had any sort of corporate sponsorship yet, so all of that monies would be brand new, and would be matched up to twenty grand. Awesome. Yeah, quite the deal. So I have a lofty goal for your race, as you as I told you, and I know we have it, but I really feel like we can get. I mean, I do that in perfect order. Ten thousand dollars is my goal. And we already have some monies coming in the door. We've already had some donations in January. So we're. Which is for you guys. Yeah. I'm talking about Brad's race. Yeah. But Brad already has a sponsor in. Yes. Which is? Real Estate One is given oh, a sponsorship for it. Yay. So how much did they do? They did $100. So that's. They got 200 So that's 200 Yes. See? Exactly. It's just that easy. Dollar for that dollar. Easy. So. I just think it's worth talking. I mean, I think it's a good point to say that everything we do this year in particular is getting doubled. Yeah. Which we've never had the opportunity to do. And we do have a yeah, a verbal from another sponsor. That's we good. Just have oh, to nice. get this letter out. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. Um, so we can talk now. People know. So the most important thing about your race is? Kids. Well, Sorry, the, the the first the the thing that's different this year versus the past three years, the day it is on It is on Halloween. Yes, Halloween which we've never had on Halloween. Oh, 
we've on a Saturday, right? Yes. yes. Yeah. Saturday on Halloween. <laughs> yes. So first of all, it's going to be crazy that night. Because people are going to be out of control. Yes. But good news. Beforehand in the morning. Yes, we can be the calm before the storm. Correct. So we've already made the decision that the one mile kids fun run. Yes. Or run walk or whatever we call it. We'll have candy stations. We're going to have candy yeah, stations. Yeah. So it's going to be one long trip so and tree route. Yes. So also um, I already know from um, Dairy Queen that the best costume will get the blizzard again. So they get the blizzard for a season. And I think we decided, right, that we're going to go with a theme this year, right? going to try. Okay. I like how you can see. So, um, the thing we can't come up with, so really important to Nebuchadnezzar's mission is recycling. Yeah. So, we figure anyone that could come up with a, a recycled costume. Yes. Yeah. The best recycled costume. Yeah. And really, it. it's like reusing, right? Right. We're, yeah. We're reusing whatever plastic or metal or, you know, anything. Any stuff around the house I'm even turned into a costume. Happy enough to say that if you even used, if you even go out and buy another costume. So recycle from the year before. I'm all right with that. Oh, yeah. Because it's all part of reducing waste. Yeah. Or swap is, costumes with somebody else, you know, yes. or get a, like a secondhand <clears throat> costume, yeah. you know. These are all the things that I think people need to look at. Like, yeah. You don't have to like go take all your plastic to the recycle bin sometimes. I mean, that's important. Mm-hmm. But really, to make it a difference, sometimes it's just simply reducing how much you use. Exactly. We're really in the mode of straying away from recycling and more pushing, like, let's just reduce our overall consumption because recycling tends to not be so efficient. Um, and China isn't taking our plastic anymore. And so it's that's a whole other story. But <laughs> reducing <laughs> is the best thing you can do. 100%. Plastic, turn it into a costume. You know, it's a secondary use for it um or get a costume from somebody who already had one or St. Vinny's or you know something like that so I have no idea how we prove that <clears throat> you know if like they were just a second hand use a costume oh. but I promise you this much yeah. the kid that decides to really go for the recycled costume that's the one that's going to bring it home I could care less if, I mean sounds terrible but if you used your brother's costume from last year I appreciate it but the kid that's going to use the plastic fork or whatever yeah. he's going to do is to make the costumes. We're going to have a lot of forkies running around. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. A whole race of forkies. <laughs> or can you make, like, a costume out of, like, natural pro- like sticks or, you know, I, yes. I mean, it's going to be the end of October, so there probably won't be, like, a lot of foliage. I don't even know what you would make your costume out of, but. Well, they could collect for the summer. It's true. They could be a, a giant fire flame and use a whole bunch of orange leaves. Swamp monster. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. So, that's one of the things we've come up with. Yes. We are going to have the merchant's building again. Yes. So, and my favorite thing about merchant's building is the worst case scenario. Set trick-or-treating inside. Inside. So, no matter what happens <coughs> Halloween this year, kids are going to get to trick-or-treat. Yes. Which is like my favorite thing. And while they're trick-or-treating, they can get a waffle at the waffle bar. Oh, yeah. Bring the waffle bar back. Yes. That kind of intimidates me. Why? Because I really have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of kids for trick-or-treating. That's fine. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of freaking out waffles. That's right. Waffle makes us cheap. Yeah. I just would love, I mean, how much would that be a great problem to have? 
because I bought three boxes last year and we ran out. So I'm happy with it. Yeah. No, I don't. I mean, they're nothing better than you have to go buy a 30 pound bag yeah. of waffle mix. I mean, that's mm -hmm. what we want, right? I'm fine with going to Gordon Foods. Yep. So. Yeah. We're hoping to bring in some kids' activities too, perhaps. Mm -hmm. You know, just some hands on stuff that kiddos can do and interact with. You know, maybe some creatures from the water, something oh like that. Gosh. We'll see. Yeah. Like a shark costume that's got its seat ripped out of it. <laughs> we'll make Rick wear that. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to listen to this guy. I hate you. <laughs> Rick loves sharks. I hate both of you. <laughs> I hate her for making me put it on. I hate you for making me do that dance that tore the seat. Anyways. Oh, Lordy. Um, so. We're going to have different levels of sponsors. Yes. And then those letters will go out and then sometime. Next month or two. Yeah, next month or two. We'll, we'll say early spring. Yeah. Because, I mean, we'll at least let spring get here. And then uh, we'll do a one heck of a bang up job of sponsoring it and so on and so forth. Yeah. I'll probably make a page here soon on Facebook. Yeah. Um, we're going to have the 5K again. Yes. And that, of course, will be the costume run as always. Yeah. And then you're going to bring it back to 10K? Yep. Have you decided which way you're going to go? Well, not yet. I like it. <laughs> I might just go back to the regular way. And Stay tuned, folks. I did like the other way last, that we did last year. So can we have scare stations? Oh. I thought about it. I don't know yet. Yeah. Definitely you, not on the one mile. I'm trying to think here. of like any good spots where people well, can hide. It runs by the cemetery. Oh, <laughs> so 5K goes right through the cemetery. <laughs> I, I do know for a fact that your brother told me that if we're going to do a scare station, he was oh, 100% oh, Like, I will not run. I will not be a part of that. <laughs> it's hilarious. All right. Skier's a party trooper. Well, he can be on the race route doing something, and he doesn't have to get scared. Well, he's got to come up first. So. Yes. So. We just walked out last year with Skeeter and Jojo being able to make it. Anything else you want to say about the race? I'm excited for it. I'm so I don't excited. think I've been this excited for something in my life. <laughs> I don't know about that, but at least in the past four years, I haven't been excited about a race. <laughs> what is your toe? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Your toe that sold that for me. I'm excited that Bradley's excited. Yes. I was going to say that. And that was his excited voice, which makes it so. <laughs> So I love that everyone got to hear you that. You see the smile on his face. Is he being sarcastic? Oh, no, that is hundred percent genuine, excited voice. So, yep. Mm -hmm. All right. So, main thing we need to take out of this segment: we are getting matched. We're getting matched up to twenty grand. So, yeah. how much does the registration? Have we decided that we're going to keep it the same? Yeah, I think it's going to stay at twenty dollars. Twenty dollars a person for adults. Ten for six to twelve and. Everyone under that is true. Okay. So it's worth noting that for every $20, that shoots doubling toward another dynamic Yes. So it's all going for 100% amazing cause. And not only is it a good cause, but it's a cause that impacts the community. It certainly does. Yeah. And that doesn't just affect like kids, which you're both passionate about, but really teaching people and our, the youth to uh, respect and protect the environment only helps everyone. Yeah. I mean, we all drink the water. We all 
live, you know, and work in this place, breathe air and, you know, why not protect it? And we all have a, a stake in this. So. So it's just, I think it's just a fantastic opportunity. I think it's something you've been working toward this whole time. And I think it just kind of works out serendipitously. At least that's my opinion. I'm very excited. And with that being said, we have a great top five. We do. So we'll come back and do the top five. All right. Now we are going to move on to our top five. It is our top five bodies of water. Yes. Yes. Makes Meg very happy. Kind of sad we didn't do the original one we came up with. Oh, I know. Which was? Top five favorite mushrooms. Hello. There's some really funny mushroom names out there. I thought we could come up with a great list. And as I kind of briefed through it, there was. And my number one was the mushroom guy from Super Mario Brothers. So, like, I was really excited to present that to you as the top mushroom because yeah. he really is my favorite mushroom. Toad, right? Yes. Yeah. But anyways. Oh, it's oh, okay, so cute. Brad. I like the growing <laughs> mushroom. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Fair enough. All right. I'll start it off, and I'll do my honorable mentions. I have Grand Lake. Ooh. Oh. Lake Superior. Oh, that's one of my honorable mentions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the Potomac River, which I saw last year. <coughs> like that it. river is wide. I was very surprised at how wide that river is. Yeah, I'm sure it drains a big area. All right. Cool. My number five is Alligator Lake down in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. That sounds like there's a story there. <laughs> where we would go when my dad my dad was in the army and every couple weekends or so we would go to alligator lake and that's fun. And have fun i think that's what she probably meant. not swim i would assume or maybe i don't think maybe there's alligator swim. In the lake. oh it was just all called right. alligator lake all right gotcha so now you know why the significance of washington crossing the potomac was because it was so wide indeed that was wide Yes. Even on the metro, it took forever to get across that thing. Wow. My top five, I already told you Lake Superior was in there. Thunder Bay River. Are you well, going through all yours? Just top, I'm sorry, my honorable mentions. Your honorable mentions. Oh, yeah, okay. Lake Superior, yeah. Thunder Bay River, a little local flavor. Yeah. The Mississippi, because I remember crossing it as a child, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. And then Lake Erie, because it was on fire. Uh, they got problems down there. <laughs> And I grew up on Lake Erie, like Alpine and Lake Erie, because the Jacobsons, as you know, have okay. said many Ohio. times in the bottom of Ohio. So, blah, 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 blah. They so, have yeah. algae problems now. My number five, the Gulf of Mexico. Nice. So, the first time I ever tasted salt water was in the Gulf of Mexico. I jumped in there thinking it was like Lake Huron, being in the disposal, not really sure where I was. Four years old, jumping in there, like, oh, this is so <coughs> What is going on here right now? <laughs> Therefore, I have a great, great memory with that. Um, so, yeah, that is my number five. Yeah. I feel like there's always great stories associated with water. So yeah. I knew this would be a great top five. 100%. Um, 
My honorable mentions are my two saltwater friends. Uh, I kept my top five freshwaters, so uh, the Atlantic and Pacific. Yeah, I mean, they're huge. They're vast. I love it. Um, but yeah, kept, kept the top five fresh. So I'm actually starting my number five, like the furthest away. And I'm going with Lake Titicaca down wow. in South America. So yeah, I know. Yeah, I see the smiles on your faces. Uh, it's, it's a funny name. It's the highest navigable lake um, at like 12,000 plus feet. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, I had the opportunity to go there, I don't know, probably 10 years ago, <coughs> but it has really cool floating islands that the the Uros people make um, out of these buoyant reeds. And it's just, there's lots of culture there. And I mean, it is a tourist destination for sure, but it was a really cool opportunity. Wow. Yeah. That sounds cool. Yeah. So you should know that. Did he cock? The next four all have to do with pictures for me. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. Maybe we link the pictures in the Oh man, we could do that. Comments or I don't know. I don't want to make any promises. Yeah. All right. All right. My number four is Akiak Falls. Great one. Just nice little hidden place in northern Michigan. It's the only waterfalls in the lower peninsula, right? That's what my understanding is. So I believe so. Yeah. <clears throat> um full disclosure. Three of my top five are bucket list destinations for me. Oh, sure. Mm -hmm. So that's why I kind of did that. Yeah. Also, it's worth knowing because I know I did say five, five, seven, eight, five, and that's bad. It's worth noting that Meg's birthday is the day before mine, five, four. So, heck yeah. And part of the reason five, five, seven, five, the song exists is because we all partied at five, four at her birthday party, went to the bar, <laughs> and, then, and then when it turned midnight, yeah. Anyways, then it was your birthday. Yeah. So I have so. Star Wars Day. You have something in mind. Oh my god. Anyways, number four, Yosemite Creek in Yosemite National Park. That's on your bucket list. Hundred percent. Nice. That quarter mile waterfall. The one that you see all the time. That's just yeah. like like just from the super epic. cliff yeah. face. Yeah. yeah it's twelve hundred yeah. feet high, and it's just like almost well, yeah. No, that's in Yellowstone, I think. This one is. Oh, I thought that was in Yosemite. Oh, maybe it is in yeah. Yosemite. It could be. Just like one. one day a year that it. Yeah, but it's just like, I, I don't even care when I go there. I oh, just man. want to see it. You're making me want to change my top five. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then that's a good top five. That's yeah. when you know the top five is really good because you start hearing, Brad does it to me all the time. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot about that. Because I'm thinking of like Angel Falls and I don't yeah it's, yeah, it's a fluid. It's your list. That's what Brad tells me all the time. I kept it kind of local. Okay, so my number four, Lake Superior. So the biggest, the mightiest, probably the most dangerous of the Great Lakes. Um, and that's where Rick and I are getting married this summer. So on the the National Lakeshore there. So I had to at least put it in the top I five. Mean, it is pretty cool. It's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. I think if you took. If you just took Lake Superior and the Sulox alone, you could just make a huge argument <clears throat> just on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The amount of commerce and what it does for our economy and everything, mm -hmm. just on that alone. Yeah. But then, yeah, you added your wedding. And then, of course, like, 
Who cares about the gross national go, product? Yeah. About <laughs> talk about nation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hmm. My number three is Thunder Bay River. It's nice to walk around during summer with my mom. My number three is also the Thunder Bay River. Oh, that was in my honorable mention. Yeah. So I guess we'll just do my number three. It has nothing to do with the Thunder Bay River. <laughs> Disco Bay in Greenland, or Ilslot, Greenland. That is the place. So Where is you that? came to the documentary, one at the Thunder Bay Film Festival. You know the lady with the chalk art that did the icebergs and the chalk? That's that place. That oh. place took my breath away. I was absolutely mesmerized by that place. I yeah. fell asleep. So. That's fair enough. And I'm a lot, I don't, I'm not mad by that. But just the way that's that largest, it's got the world's largest glacier that moves like a meter a day. Yeah. I'm just like fascinated by all that. That's awesome. And then her photography slash artwork. Oh, was... Still, I just can't yeah. stop thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. That, it was nice. It was, I was tired. Fair enough. It was a long day. It was dark. Yeah. And warm. NASA just pulled me asleep. NASA. NASA. Yeah. I had Aaron Loft helping me, and yeah. she had You NASA. were up against NASA. At least I wasn't against Space Force. <laughs> Next, okay, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> Not yet. What do you want to talk about Lake Huron, though? Or, sorry, Thunder Bay River. Oh, I mean, we do a lot of student projects there because it's a big watershed that covers, I think, four counties. And um, we have the Thunder Bay River Watershed Project that there's five different locations throughout the watershed that students sample for like the water chemistry, the biological water quality. So looking at like the macro invertebrate population there um, and then looking for invasive species as well. Weird. So, yeah. yeah. We so should have done our top five invasive species. Oh yeah. Next time. Next time. <laughs> if, if I get to come back, oh, we'll do that. Back. Yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> Or just invasive sea yeah, lamprey beetle. Uh, was it the Japanese beetle that turned oh, all the, yeah. the ash trees in the area? Yeah. Anyway, oh, the emerald ash borer. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> terrible. I did want to keep it in positive for the top five. It was. I mean, invasive species. Yeah. All right. My number two is Lake Huron slash Thunder Bay, just for picture taking. It's my number two, too. That is my number two, too. Oh, man. Oh, great, great minds, guys. Just great minds. It's a great place to take sunrise pictures. Pictures overall. And what's so crazy, and I'm sure you all feel the same way, is as much as I'm around it, and as much as I see it, there's still so much more. To explore, yeah, like just tons of it. Like I've been trying to get to Turin Rock for two years now. Oh yeah, and I just haven't been able to. And yeah. like every, yeah. we're always, yeah, we're just mm-hmm. always trying to get there, and we're just never. Yeah. You have to kayak to it too, because there's like it's private, surrounded by private property. Right, now you so. can walk there. Oh, really? Because it's frozen, and then oh, you can. Oh sure, move. yeah, you can just walk. Yeah. Yeah, it cuts it way down. Yeah. But anyways. I just want to go behind the cement plant in the big bay area. Yes. That'd be a great place. There's just so many of them. That's what I'm saying. That's what's crazy about Lake Huron. Even locally, there's so much. Not to mention if you start getting all the way around. Right. 
And then what I always love to think about, where it always makes you go, is then there's a whole community inside. Yeah. So, I mean, because we already know how much we hear about the United States, our mission inside. Mm-hmm. There's, a, so there's a whole shitload side over there that they're probably, it's probably just as cool, if not better. Well, yeah. Anyways. I think they have more of like the cliffs and like oh, things that look a little bit more like UP or like superior. Yeah. yeah. Right. Screw Canada. <laughs> they probably get it like crazy waves over there, I would imagine, because usually it's winds coming out of the, the west, right? Yeah. West to east. Um, we do a lot of cool projects on the big lake too. So have you guys heard of Big Charity Island? I've heard of it, but I have no idea where it is. Okay. It's in the Saginaw Bay. So it's closer to Augre. Um, and there's students that do a project on Charity Island that, um, involves pitcher's thistle, which is a federally threatened species. And it only grows pretty much in the Lake Huron area, a little bit in Lake Michigan, but they go out and map like with these GPS units, they map the different individual plants essentially and collect this data for the fish and wildlife service so they get to go on the boat they get to go look at the lighthouse and it's a really cool project. that's how they know that place is because as you don't know i try to take pictures of all the lighthouses on lake huron yeah and that's one that i'm like all the island ones i haven't been to yet yeah and i'm always that's like pretty cool at, one. at what point do i need to make it happen and they actually have like docks there where you can <clears throat> pull a boat in and yeah not like the hot mess we have right now yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's crazy to think that you would have never thought that all that, all this water would cause so many problems. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so. Yeah. Numero yeah. uno. All right, my number one is Long Lake. Ooh, nice. Time out on Tom's boat. Long Lake did cross my mind, I won't lie. And then I thought of all the drunk people pissing in it, and then I didn't take that off, promise. <laughs> That's not to say that all of these waterways that we've described that people aren't hearing anything, but I just, you know, you get it. It's just sentimental reasons. Yeah, I mean, you're not wrong. And then you go from that to my number one, which I feel ridiculous now. It's by Fanui from the French Polynesia. It is a little bay of the turquoise spotter in Bora Bora. With the grass huts that are all kind of yeah 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 oh yeah yeah that's nice. funny. if I could ever pick one place to go with Allison yeah it would be that well, I mean we're never gonna go there why not it's like the plane ticket alone is like three thousand dollars a person you gotta dream big you have man. to go like yeah oh yeah I know and I can tell you right now Mike if I have six thousand dollars to spend. It's not going to be on a plane ticket to a grass site. but that's it's your number gonna, one man. it's probably going to be a garage yeah. <laughs> Right now, anyway. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> yeah, you never know. It might happen. We're yeah. dreaming big in June. That's right. That's really cool. Yeah, Rapa Nui is, I don't think it's anywhere close to there, but. All that French Polynesia area, that's just it, so crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, I can't remember where it is, but they have amazing corals. Yeah. Um, it's just a great dive site. I don't oh. dive, but to snorkel it would be amazing. And then they have the mountain, and then the way that the, the reef comes around, it, like it closes the bay. Yeah. And it's just like. Take your drone up there. Oh my just gosh. In. I'm Perfect. so in, and I watch people all the time that visit there, and they just do such, they, they're such bad photographers that take amazing pictures. I can only imagine, like, if somebody that really knew their shit went there, yeah. you know. Cameron <clears> Jesus <throat> is going to go there. Say what? Cameron Jesus is going to go there. Oh. 
I hundred percent know <clears throat> that he will. And then this is sort of pod is like, all right, I'm going to horrible with this guy. <laughs> I, if he does it, I hope he puts out his Insta story and he does it like he did when he went to Mexico. Oh, last second trip planned, and then all of a sudden he just twelve hours later his Insta story. Oh, look, here I am in Mexico. Oh my gosh. God, I hate him. Nice. Because beyond in Bora Bora, and I got coronavirus. COVID-19. Did I tell you on the last pod about me being mad at him because of Marquette? Did I tell that story? You might have. I thought I might Maybe we pause that. We can have that go, you know, after my number one. You should totally do your number one. Okay. Which is? Sticking local. Sticking from my southern Alpena County roots with the Devil's River. Ooh, nice. I mean, people don't think of it. It's not like it's regularly swam or anything, but it's a great, really clean river. And we found mm-hmm. some really cool stuff in there this past fall with students. It runs through my parents' you know, property, and we're having our reception there you know, along its banks this summer. So... We'll all be there. Can we have a paper boat race? Sure. Oh, man. You won't have to (laughs) use your own lungs to power it like we did at my birthday. (laughs) It'll bring a thermos. Yeah. Does it have a bridge? It has, um, like, a a dock. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, a boardwalk. Brad doesn't need a lot. Boardwalk, yeah. He just needs something small. Yeah. Just to walk out on. Yeah. That's nice. Drink thermos. Yeah, thermos is coming, making a comeback. We call it the sanctuary. It's like so nice. It's just, you guys, you'll understand when you go there. Well, I mean, we've never been invited out there, so we're not expecting it anymore. Uh- <laughs> Rick is talking over him. Yeah, Rick, Rick is like, this is a conversation. You guys should come out there. You guys should come out there. We go out there every Sunday. You guys should come. And then Brian and go, okay, cool. Give us a call when you go out there. And then, like, Five o'clock in the afternoon, Rick sends me and Brad a picture of him out there. Oh, okay. Monday, he's like, man, you guys should have came out. Oh, yeah, that's it. Oh, man. Can't believe you guys came out. It's a cycle. Okay. Well, you've got your save the date on the fridge. You're invited formally. That's why we're camping out there. We're never <laughs> Anything, Thanks. any surprises on the top five? Your bucket list item surprised me a little bit. I and inspired me. Yeah. I mean, the talk about glaciers, like that could have been that's kind of a body of water, right? It's frozen, mm-hmm. but still. I want to travel so much and so bad. And yeah. my job it just doesn't like it. Yeah. And I don't mean my boss, I just mean like in order to sell you, yeah, I'd be there. Right. And um it's good. It's good. Hey, you want to come by a car? I'm going to be in Bora Bora. I'll just FaceTime you in and we'll make it happen. Can you fund my trip to Bora Bora? Yeah, I can do this? that. I mean, can I sound any more douchey than I possibly can? Will you buy this like it's been another week? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Well, that brings it around. I'm surprised nothing from the Northwest other than the Yosemite you know, didn't make it. From any like just I mean, the Missouri River or anything like that type of thing. Yeah. Juju Sound. Like Idaho is on my list because they have the cleanest, most yeah. amazing like mountain fed streams ever. But I tried to keep it local, except for this, you know, Lake Titicaca. Yeah. 
Yes. <laughs> I have, so as Brad knows, I have dealership friends, and one of my dealership friends is um, in uh, Pocatello, Idaho. So he's right around all those national parks. Yeah. So it's just a matter of time before I end up out there for a week or so. Mm, just, I'm just going to invite myself along with that. You totally yeah. can come. Sounds great. I mean, because how the beauty of the whole thing is, is we sell Allison as a vacation, but what she doesn't know is one, the guy's totally going to recruit me to come live out there. Yeah. And two, I'm going to work like three days. I'm going to work there. So I'll be out there for a week and I'll probably sell like four or five cars for them, hopefully. And then I'll like, hey, since I'm here, I just actually paid for my vacation. So now I'm going to go spend the rest of my vacation, relax, just cut me a check, mm-hmm. send it back to me later or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd be really happy. They're all Mormons. They all have perfect credit. So if they're coming in and looking, <laughs> this is what this is. This is, like is a dealership. This is, no, this is this dealership. <laughs> if they come in, they're buying and it's they're all paying cash. Oh wow! And it's just it's just a really weird community. What a market! Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. So yeah. interesting. They own two dealerships. They own this one in Public Salo, and the other one is in Athens, Georgia, which I've talked about. They own Uga. Well, Uga Four, whatever it is now. Mm-hmm. So I think Georgia would be more appealing to Idaho. Well. No way. I mean, Atlanta would be fun. I don't doubt that. But, like, I want a little outdoorsy. And I'm really getting old. And, like, the whole allure of, like, hustle and bustle around no, the I city. I don't like people. It's <laughs> just, like, I had that yeah. much joy with it. And what I mean by that is, like, I wouldn't mind doing it for a day or two. Like, going somewhere big now. I don't yeah. mind it. But, like, if I want to really unwind and relax, I don't – I just can't do it in a big city. Yeah. Like, New York. When you go there, you're going to know. You're going to bed at three o'clock in the morning. You're going to wake up at seven, and you're just going to be like, "All right, let's go." I mean, when you walk through Times Square at two o'clock in the morning, you could swear it's eight o'clock in the afternoon or in the evening. It's bright, and there's like hundreds and thousands of people around. Mm-hmm. It's like and everything's open. Mm-hmm. Two o'clock, everything's open. Like yeah. it's just a normal thing. So it's just the city that never sleeps. Yeah, it's just so weird to me. It's like Vegas is. It's the reason I've gone to Vegas. Have you been to Vegas, mm-hmm. No, it's not really on my list. If I got like a free trip there, I wouldn't be like sad about it. But... I do want to go there. Yeah. Primarily just to take pictures then, or more of a video. I don't know how many pictures you guys should take at Vegas. You can take pictures. <coughs> but take pictures of anything. Yeah. Video. I think mostly GoPro stuff is what I want to do in Vegas. I just yeah. want to like toss it around, getting crazy with it. Yeah. All right. It's been hard getting a chance to work out when everything closes so early, and I don't get done working until late at night. Where can I even go to stay in shape? Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center is the place you seek. Whoa, where's that at? It's located at US 23 South in Alpena, across from Kiff Miller's Produce in the Lutz Plaza. Wow, thanks, God. Anytime, bro. Zen 24-Hour Fitness Center. For more information, find us on Facebook or call 884-4397. Zen. Find peace in your busy life and get a workout when you want it. All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Meg. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Burr, 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 burr. All right. So glad to partner with you for the race. Yes, and we're looking, fun. Yeah, looking forward to it. I'm sure we'll have Meg back on when it gets closer what? to the race. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, um, Let's do it. 
If we pod next week, it's going to be you and me. But we might take a week off. I don't know. But we had a great run. We did. Like, what, six weeks? Five weeks? Somewhere around there. But something like that, yeah. So, all right. But then we'll do you and me, and then Jerry Pull Hockey's in there, and then a couple other people. So. I couldn't think of anybody for the March Madness pod. Ooh. Maybe send an email if you want to be on the March Madness pod. Maybe not. I like that a lot. Yes. You guys, are you taking are you taking March Madness off? Of course. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. Let me I'll have Sunday off. Is it the sixteenth, seventeenth? Or is it the twenty third? Okay, so it's the next Thursday and Friday. Yeah, the next, the week after. Okay. Playing games are the seventeenth and eighteenth. They are playing? Oh the playing games. Playing games. Allison's on week on vacation from like the sixteenth to the nineteenth. Okay, so it is that week. Yeah. Oh, I think we're going to try to take at least Thursday, Friday off then. Mm-hmm. I say that every year, of course. So. And I'm usually here just sitting by myself. Yeah. It's, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Anyways. All right. Anything else? No. no I'm good. I don't have anything planned this weekend. Just youth basketball. I have to work. Surprise, shocker. And then I don't have a lot planned, which is nice. Feels good. Yeah. So, because it seems like every weekend for the past six weeks I've done something. Yeah. And like half of those have been moving people, well, a third of those have been moving people, which you've been involved <laughs> with. So, and you've done more of the work than I have. So I didn't show up to one o'clock half the time. So, or all the time. Of course, one of those times the movie didn't start at one o'clock. I moved in. It was so erratic. All right. What I got done? At least the packing did. So. Yeah, we went great this weekend. CCs are in their new house? They are. It's a huge house. It's a mansion. It has a pool. It has a pool. I'm so excited for all the pool parties. Yep. Yay. I'm so excited for four years from now. Well, no, five years from now. Why bring up those pool parties? <laughs> <laughs> so we have five years to get the DJ table together. Agree. Look, man, I don't know how that's going to happen. All I know is, like I said, Justin and Mary leave every August. They go to Magnet Island just to do them. It's a little couple's weekend away they go. They leave the kids behind. At that point, those kids will be old enough to watch themselves. Or they won't. But Gray will be home either way by himself. He'll be 15 years old, or wherever he'll be. And I know that pool is going to happen. We all know what's going to happen in that pool when they leave. And when they can't get those kids out, I know what he's going to do. He's going to call me. Like, Steve, I can't, get, I can't get these people out of this pool. They need help. I know, send Stone in there. Stone will be in the middle of the whole thing. Fist bumping. Probably would be. Probably doing this the whole time. I don't know what's going on. I look forward to that day. Mm-hmm. Sure. You're at home with me. I'm here with you. Everybody out. Party's All over. Right. All right. Say Griffin. I've been in your basement. I've been in your basement. Why are you smelling mustard? So anyways. All right. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>
Thank you.